you know, you can't say the new normal. This is just reality at this point. And I, I know there's a lot of people who kind of poo-poo the new normal term, but I, I think I think it's time that we stop referring to it as that because, you know, this technology, this is never going to go away. From Rain Associates Studio, this is Unsuitable, a management and financial services podcast for entrepreneurs, tenured business leaders, and others who are ready to look beyond the suit and tie culture for meaningful, measurable results. I'm Doug Hauser. On this weekly podcast, thought leaders and business professionals break down complicated and mundane topics and give you the tips and insight you actually need to grow as a leader while helping your organization to grow and thrive. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss future episodes. And if you want access to even more information, show notes, and exclusive content, please visit our website at www.raycpa.com slash podcast and sign up for updates. Today, we're going to talk with Abby Kanalakis, Practice Growth Senior Manager at Ray, about our awesome initiative that she has started called the Committee of awesomeness. So creating company morale in a virtual world can be quite difficult, but not impossible. And we at Ray certainly could not do that without Abby. So welcome to Unsuitable, Abby. Thanks, Doug. I'm so glad to be here. Glad to have you uh, on the other side of the mic, so to speak. You're always um, part of the, the awesome team we have here at Unsuitable, uh, helping produce our our podcast along with, uh, you know, Brad and Imani and uh, the whole team. But uh, so good to have you on the other side for once. It's interesting because normally uh, in the last couple episodes that I've done of Unsuitable, I've talked about, you know, communication strategies and uh, marketing, podcasting. And this is a completely different topic, but one that I found myself in over the last couple months. So it, it is kind of cool to be able to broaden my own horizons, I think. Yes. So talk to us a little bit about the genesis here for the the Committee of Awesomeness and, you know, where where this came from and uh, what it's what it's done for us. So uh, with the Committee of Awesomeness and, and the name of it, I have to say, is one of my favorite pieces because it's really great to get some of our principles out there to start saying Committee of Awesomeness and speaking about it very seriously because it's just it's it's a very Abby thing to to name. But it all kind of started, I'm going to say probably June of last year. So 2020, we're in the midst of this COVID crisis our offices are still shut down. And I spoke to our regional president, Mark McKinley, and he really wanted to put together a picnic. And, you know, of course he's like, Hey, if you have any ideas on how we can continue this employee engagement, because I feel like we're really losing that spark that makes Ray so special. He's like, I'm, I want to hear any idea you might have because we can do, we can certainly do more of this. And you know, I went home and of course my wheels are going because that's what they do. And I typed out this long email of a list of ideas that I had and I sent it off to him and he said, okay, so what I'm seeing here is that uh, you're volunteering to do all this stuff, right? 
of course, I, uh, you know, I tend to get myself into more than I can generally chew. So that's what happened. I, of course, saw it as a great leadership opportunity, which I think is a good shout out to those who are looking for ways to grow in their career. If it's an opportunity that looks scary, don't let that deter you. Jump on it because that could lead you to some really great things. But I immediately thought of a handful of people I could reach out to in the Dublin office and ask them if they would be willing to join. And they they did. And the Committee of Awesomeness was formed. Uh, that's that's so great. So, you know, obviously our our firm and every company out there was challenged the further we got into this this pandemic about, you know, keeping those touch points and keeping that employee engagement, so to speak. So talk about some of the things that you as as the leader of the group, what what you talked about and and what you know came to fruition uh, from those discussions. So the challenge that we have, as well as other companies have, is trying to manage events in a virtual environment or if you're not going to do the virtual aspect to be able to make it safe from a COVID-19 perspective. So you're always thinking about ways to keep your employees safe. And but we still want maximum exposure, maximum participation. So we really had to break down into subcommittees and think about, um, you know, ways to make them employees feel like they were going to be safe when they came to these events. So we actually put together, you know, initiatives that ensured that we had sanitizer at all places. We had gloves, we had, you know, mask mandates, six foot distancing. We took all of that into consideration. And then we also started thinking outside the box of how to make visual engagement more interesting and fun for everybody. So even having a virtual happy hour became fun and it, it wasn't just us staring at each other. You know, when it all started, of course, we keep thinking, okay, it's going to be a month. It's going to be two months, maybe six months, but no one thought it was going, we're coming up on a year now and nobody thought that it was going to be this intense and, but we're still here. And now it's actually changed the way businesses operate as a whole, more of a, more recruiting outside of your general area has taken place. We're now recruiting out of state. And I just got off a phone call with uh, the BDO Alliance and they're doing the same thing. And so they want to know how to, you know, kind of communicate that brand culture and create those brand ambassadors in a way that is virtual. When everyone is apart, how do you still communicate that brand? And a lot of that is through these events. Yeah, I think that's that's awesome. And like you say, no matter if you're doing something in person, and we were fortunate, we held some in-person, you know, employee events this summer in our parking lot, and you know, we had food trucks, and and we did things like drive-in movie night, you know, just just great stuff like that that I think people really appreciate. But even to your point, when you're when you're on Zoom or Microsoft Teams or whatever a virtual platform, you know. How do you how do you try to increase the connection through those those types of platforms when you're doing something virtually like that? What are some of the tricks of the trade there? Well, first, I it, we're in this environment where you can't be shy. You have to be able to go on camera. You have to be willing to do that. And for those who aren't on camera, I'm I'm one of those people, Doug. You know, I'm not afraid of calling someone out. So if I see someone who's trying to hide, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to put you on the spot. But it does also 
you know, they, they laugh about it. And it's like, oh, yes, I know. I was just trying to multitask. Well, we want engagement. We don't want you to be focusing on uh, a million different other things. I also think it's important to, you know, happy hour that would be in person would be very low key and not non-structured. You have to have structure when you're doing these virtual events. So you need to have a leader. You need to have somebody who's going to talk you through you know, maybe a few announcements, maybe you have a game set up. And I think what's really fantastic is with all of these virtual events now, if you just Google search, you know, games for Zoom, you're going to come up with a whole lot of really great ideas and free ideas. It's, you know, it's just a matter of thinking creatively creatively outside of the box, having somebody usher you through that meeting time or that happy hour time, and then having a nice close up, letting people talk on the chat, do what they need to do there. But you have structure when you're you're on the screen. And I think that's important. Yeah, I think that's great. And, and you guys have all done a great job. I think prepping us for these things too. It's not like, hey, just show up. Let's Let's have a contest. You know, here's some kind of homework you can do beforehand or, or a, a game that's going to take place. So, you know, nothing strenuous, obviously, but just take 10 minutes or so. And, and, you know, let's, let's really um, do the prep and make sure that we're engaged once we're there. One of the subcommittees that we have is the promotion subcommittee. So of course, as a marketer, this is really important to me, but it's so important important for everyone else to know what they're getting into. So putting out the flyers, sending out emails, getting them excited. One of the cool things that I've started doing is just keeping Committee of Awesomeness top of mind. So sending out jib jabs, which are these funny videos that you can slap a, a, an employee's head on and make them sing the Macarena or something. And it's, you know, it keeps you top of mind. It keeps everybody guessing what's going to happen next. So they actually want to you know, come to one of these meetings or a happy hour and just participate and have fun. And we've done some really great things. And I also want to say, it's not just me, you know, if it was just me, half of this stuff wouldn't have gotten done. I still have a, I still have a day job. (laughs) So, you know, it's, it's been a huge effort of a lot of people in the Dublin office who's, who are getting excited and wanting to not only connect with their coworkers, but also go back to the community. And I think that also speaks to the Ray brand. You know, we've had some really great community service initiatives and we've helped the Welcome Warehouse um, over in Dublin, the Dublin Food Pantry. Uh, we helped do a virtual ALS walk to honor Tim McDaniel, who had passed and, you know, just raising funds throughout the firm. And we actually created a, a firm-wide walk for that, which was really awesome. The participation that we got, we adopted families for Christmas and we could do all of this stuff remote. It just takes a little coordination. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, you know, our firm in, in total, we're at, you know, roughly 365 people or so. We've got over 50 uh, in in uh, in Dublin. Talk about how many folks you've gotten actually involved with the Committee of Awesomeness itself. It's it's quite a number, isn't it? Uh, well, we're hitting about 20 people who are actually involved, who come to the meetings, had a meeting this morning, and we're we're getting up there and. You know, they don't, they, they only have to give as much time as they can because everyone's doing a million things. We're entering into tax season, which, you know, anyone on our tax team is going to be completely heads down. They don't have to volunteer as much then, or they can only, you know, they might 
agree to make a few phone calls to schedule a food truck to come by. We're not going to ask them to plan an entire event. That's why we're sharing the load. And that makes it more makes the committee more approachable because in the past, and I think everything kind of fell on a very small group of people and it became intimidating. But now we can all kind of just pull our part and really work on that teamwork, which again is huge for organizations. And I think more organizations should do that and help facilitate that that atmosphere of teamwork and camaraderie. Yeah. And I can see some of the things you you uh, and the group have come up with too have already bled over into our entire organization, you know, across our footprint and we've adopted some of those things. So that's that's awesome. What are some of the things that maybe have surprised you the most as as you've gone through this this process, Abby? How willing people are to kind of put themselves out there and to engage. I've you know, I, I think it's also interesting. We are such a conservative group of people as a whole. I'm gonna say that as a firm, I'm not that person. But to see people wanting to have conversations and really just talk to each other and engage. You don't realize how much you miss seeing somebody in the hallway or getting a cup of coffee and actually miss seeing somebody's face. And I think I was very shocked to see how much everybody was thirsty for this kind of interaction. Yeah, that's that's really important. I think one of the the other things I've seen is the way people have have uh, changed over time. As you said, some people who, you know, it's been a little surprising to me how maybe their personality is a little different, let's say through through Zoom or on camera versus in person. Some that maybe were a little more reserved or shy uh, tend to open up a little more. It's, it's kind of fun to see, right? It, it, it's really cool to see. And especially when you get to peek into their house and kind of like their, their background, <laughs> you like, oh, that's who you are. I can see more of your personality now. You know, and I think that there's, a, I do it too. Everybody does it. When you are in an office space and you're around a certain type of people or people in suits or whatever, you tend to reflect your environment. Now we are reflecting our own environment and with Ray, especially we have, you know, a dress for your day policy. We tend to be more relaxed. We know, we know our stuff front and back, but we also are very personable and approachable. And that's what we want to portray to the people we work with. And I think, you know, I'm seeing it so much more in in this way. It's been very inspiring. And it's also really cool to see, um, you know, the the older generation and the younger generation and how they're really working together more because of, you know, the technology that we all have to be learning. And so the, there are some people who wouldn't necessarily reach out to maybe an intern or a first year and say, hey, I need some help. But they're doing that now. And the younger our interns that are first year, second years, they're willing to speak up and say, hey, I can help you there. And that's been, it's been inspiring. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I think that's a great point as well, because as we've gotten more comfortable with this, this technology and we're all, you know, a little bit more uh, adapted to it, I think people are, are learning, you know, hey, it's, it's, there's no harm in reaching out and, and connecting in this way. And it's, and it's really pretty easy to do. I, and I think that it's going to be the future of just how we work. You know, you can't say the new normal. This is just reality at this point. And I, I know there's a lot of people who 
kind of poo-poo the new normal term. But I think I think it's time that we stop referring to it as that because, you know, this technology, this is never going to go away. And this is going to make us better communicators, broaden our reach. Again, we are a firm that's located in Ohio, but now we have this this wider reach, which we had before. But I I could be sitting in California. I could be sitting in Greece. I could be, you know, anywhere, but we're still going to be able to have this conversation in a very smooth transition as though I'm sitting right next to you. And I think that's just exciting and has really broadened our horizons. Yeah, it is awesome. I know uh, for me personally, for example, we've got um, the CFO of one of our our clients. uh, He's actually in Australia and, and doesn't typically get here as much. But now that we've kind of mastered these these different uh, means of communication, I mean, we, we have a better relationship than we ever had before because of the, the way we're able to get together this way and, and communicate. Just, uh, I think it's really broadened our horizon and certainly strengthened the relationship. And ultimately, that's what we're trying to do. It's not as if doing these things takes away from or replaces uh, the the personal interaction, it augments it, right? And this is just, it's going to be another tool that we're going to have going forward. Absolutely. I uh, agree 100%. And, you know, I think that this lesson is something that other businesses that have multiple locations can also bring to the table too. So this is what our experience is here at Ray, but that doesn't mean that there are other businesses out there that can't replicate this or that that haven't yet. Um, you know, maybe they have their own stories of things that work for their their own circumstances, or maybe they've been thinking about these ideas. But just because we can't physically be together all the time doesn't mean that your brand, your culture cannot extend geographical boundaries. Right. There's just so many great ways to communicate now. And I guess uh, for me, the lesson that I've learned from you and and the folks is embrace all of them and use them each in their own way for the strengths that they can provide. What anything else, Abby, that you see uh, going forward as we move, you know, even beyond 2021, obviously, we're going to adopt a lot of this and bring it into kind of the, the permanent way we communicate. But what what do you see really out there beyond this year, if anything? Oh, from an employee engagement perspective and using uh, some of these activities and technology to broaden the brand, I think that there are obviously going into 2021 and beyond it's like i said it's not going to go away um i think that there are going to be ways that we can grow upon that i think you know now becomes the investment in high quality video and sound maybe and rooms in the businesses where that are dedicated to this you have a backdrop maybe or you know mm-hmm. making it a little bit more you know for those brands that want to uh present a certain image, you know, what does that look like? Maybe there are policies being written that talk about how to approach professional meetings versus happy hours versus, um, you know, maybe uh, meetings with clients. There are, now that this is becoming part of our normal, our everyday, you know, now, of course, in the business world, we have to figure out how to construct it and make the policy correspond with with your existing structure as a company. 
yeah, there's there's just uh, so much to think about, and I think it's it's really exciting how we can we can all use this. So, well, Abby, it's always uh, great having you on, and and uh, thanks again for uh, for joining us today, and and look forward to more fun stuff from the Committee of Awesomeness. Thanks, Doug. Appreciate it. Absolutely. And if you want more business tips and insight or to hear previous episodes of Unsuitable, visit our podcast page at www.raycpa.com slash podcast. And while you're there, sign up for exclusive content and show notes. Thanks for listening to this week's show. Be sure to subscribe to Unsuitable on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you're listening to us right now, including YouTube. I'm Doug Hauser. Join us next week for another unsuitable interview from an industry professional. The views expressed on Unsuitable on Ray Radio are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Ray and Associates. The podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to replace the professional advice you would receive elsewhere. Consult with a trusted advisor about your unique situation so they can expertly guide you to the best solution for your specific circumstance. 